0: Welcome, everybody. I'm Jacopo Dettoni, and this is the FDI Podcast. It's been over six months since Donald Trump assumed office. His first half year of work at the White House will go down in history for all the controversies he stirred up with his contentious domestic and foreign policies. However, if you cut through all the noise and focus on his economic agenda, there are signs that consumers and businesses alike are seemingly buying into Trump's America first recipe made of deregulation, tax cuts, Infrastructure investment and more assertive international trade and energy policies. Today we got special insights on this from the Slack USA Summit. You all can follow this and future episodes of the FDI podcast on slash podcast or now even subscribing to the show on any major podcast platform like ACAST and iTunes. But let me introduce Courtney Finger, editor in chief of FDI Magazine, who has just come back from the Slack USA Summit which was held in mid-June in Washington and had more than 3,000 attendees, including 1,200 business people from 74 countries. Courtney, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. So what was the atmosphere like in the Select USA Summit amongst U.S. and foreign investors?
1: It was a very bullish atmosphere overall. There was one notable absence, which was the president himself. Uh, the Select USA Summit had been started up by President Obama, uh, who traditionally would open the event and give a keynote speech every year. And that tended to create a lot of excitement and at least know that the pro investment message was coming from the top. So I think there was some disappointment and frustration that President Trump did not show up for the summit. Um, In fact, he held a meeting of 300 tech executives at the White House on the same day, (laughs) which must have been a little frustrating for the um, Commerce Department officials um, preaching the message of of business and investment uh, basically across the Potomac at the summit. However... Uh, He sent his cabinet secretaries, uh, the secretaries of commerce, energy, treasury, and labor were all there to address the conference. And the secretary of commerce, Wilbur Ross, presided over most of the proceedings and was very active in in leading panels and in, in the discussions and taking questions. And, of course, given that they are administration officials, you would expect them to give a very positive message, which they did. Secretary Ross... Uh, congratulated on the economic resurgence, those are his words, that the country is seeing under the Trump administration and vowed that there would be an improved investment environment under President Trump. Um, Of course, the other secretaries reiterated these points but it's more important, of course, they're they're bound to give the promotional message. But I, I was interested in what is the reaction. There was very high-level business attendance um, at this summit, large numbers of business people, but also at the very highest levels. And I spoke to several and, and sat in, of course, on a lot of the panels. And what what's obvious is that many parts of, of Mr. Trump's America First populist platform, which is really centered on prioritizing U.S. job creation and supporting domestic manufacturers and exporters is going down very well with the business community in the U.S. Jay Timmons, who's the president of the National Association of Manufacturers, which represents 14,000 companies, said that optimism among U.S. manufacturers is at, quote, a record high Uh, His organization conducted a survey with Industry Week magazine and found that 93 percent of manufacturing industry respondents in the U.S. are optimistic about the policies. And on one of the panels, Mr. Timmons said, quote, manufacturers are very excited about what's going on in the U.S. today. It's always a good time to invest in the U.S., but now is a great time to invest in the U.S. And, you know, there was a lot of that sentiment at the conference. Business groups are are excited about proposed corporate tax reform, number one, but also regulatory reforms in, in terms of cutting red tape and what they see overall as a pro-growth agenda by this administration. And many were also happy about Mr. Trump's plans to upgrade the U.S. infrastructure, which is needed an overhaul for quite some time. Um, one thing is that, of, of course, companies had to be a bit diplomatic. Senior executives in the foreign companies with operations in the U.S. were very careful to avoid any kind of political sentiment and didn't want to engage too much in, in sensitive political issues. Um, and, and we found the same with the heads of some U.S. companies. However, when asked, they would almost all told me that they're separating politics from their business and investments in the U.S., for example, Jane Louie, vice president of a Chinese textile company, Shandong Rui Group, which has announced a $400 million investment in a factory in the state of Arkansas, said that national politics has, quote, zero impact on these investment plans. Let's hear what she had to say. This is business. We're putting
2: aside all the political or ideological considerations, and uh, we have our competence. Knowing who we are, what we can do, we are industry player, and uh, we pursue the best or the better interest of uh, mutual growth. Uh, The growth, not only the growth of us, but also the mutual growth of our hosting country. Uh, It doesn't make sense if uh, um, for this business decision to be based on any political Ideological yeah, movement or ph- phenomenon, and um, overall, I think um, maybe I place a, a zero yeah, impact on this specific massive project.
0: I mean, she 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 doesn't seem to be an isolated case. If you look at the figures. On, uh, on foreign investment in the U.S. from January to, to, to April, when we have the, the latest figures available, uh, we are seeing like record record levels of inflows of investment into, into the U.S. Actually, according to, to our database, FDI Markets, uh, Foreign Investor Pledge announced uh, 518 projects for a total capital expenditure of uh, over almost uh, $31 billion, which is a record... Uh, uh, level for for this four month period which actually coincide with uh, the, the, the the arrival of uh, uh, president Trump at the at the, at the White House but obviously uh, foreign investors are not the only ones that seem to be actually buying into the the, the trump's uh, trump's economics as somebody um, redubbed it uh, obviously also corporate America American companies are uh, seemingly buoyant in the current circumstances. And Courtney, you also spoke to to, to a few of these uh, uh, top leading American uh, iconic companies, right?
1: That's right. There were the heads of several of the leading and U.S. companies who also happen to be among the world's most prolific foreign investors, including General Electric and General Motors. And Mary Barra, who's the CEO of General Motors, told me that she was encouraged most of all by the president's tax regulatory and infrastructure proposals. And I, I asked her what's her feedback on the administration's uh, business policy so far. Here's what she had to say.
2: I think one of the most important things that the Trump administration is, is working on, and I've seen a um, specific group, is, is in, re- in the regulatory environment, simplifying and streamlining. Right now in the auto industry, we actually have competing regulations where I can um, meet a more stringent environmental regulation and and not meet a less stringent and still be buying hundreds of millions of dollars. So I think something that is vitally important for business is to have the harmonization and the simplification of regulations. There are good regulations and we need regulations, but having, making sure we have the right regulations and that it's uh, enabling business to move quickly, I think is vitally important. I think second point is on infrastructure. Uh, I think the you know the, the work and the investments, which are also opportunities from an infrastructure perspective in the United States, and then clearly tax reform. So I think those are three things, that work in progress, but you know it's still relatively early, but I think will definitely uh, support uh, growing business in this
0: country. This is, I mean, she she definitely raises a couple of uh, very interesting points. Obviously, from a, from the a perspective of a business person. The the a a plan an economic plan made of tax cuts deregulation and infrastructure spending sounds like like you know you you cannot disagree on that right exactly it's pretty much music to their ears. And uh, I mean, obviously, this this has been uh, not over under 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 reported, but obviously, other issues when it comes to the first months of the Trump presidency kind of hit the headlines. Yes. But this is something that has been uh, shaping up over the last uh, over the last uh, uh, few weeks, uh, alongside another uh, key issue, which is uh, Trump's uh, attitude towards international trade and energy policies. So, again, here, what, what was the feeling uh, of this? global corporate uh, american corporations uh, in front of uh, transplants to to reshape in a way the, the global trade equilibrium
1: well us exporters obviously like the sound of some of these America first policies um, and and large U.S. companies in general say they're supportive of the idea of reducing the trade deficit. Um, I guess the caveat, of course, is that some of these policies in the long term could be self-defeating and, and something like a trade war with China or any other country is certainly not going to do any favors down the road to U.S. industry. But overall, they're supportive of anything that helps boost American exports. Um, and even Jeffrey Immelt, who's the CEO of General Electric, who's yeah. he's recently announced his plans to step down at the end of the year. But he's been running the company for 16 years, and according to our data, GE is most years the most prolific foreign direct investor. Um, company worldwide. So they are as globalized as you could possibly be. Uh, Now, he agreed um, with his counterpart at at GM about the need for tax and regulatory reform. He was very keen on that. And also the infrastructure investments. Um, He said we need clarification on some of the policies. There aren't a lot of details at this point, but so far he likes what he's heard. But he went a bit further, and I I was a little bit surprised that, that he even offered a a pretty strong defense of some of Mr. Trump's nativist stances on trade and investment. Here's what he told me.
3: I would say, first I would start by echoing what Mary said, which is tax reform, infrastructure, and uh, regulatory reform, these aren't new ideas. These are 30-year-old ideas. And if we can get action in these three things and can add that to the great entrepreneurial spirit uh, in this country, that would be amazing. Very hard, but amazing. I think in terms of the president's stand on, I care about the country and make things in the United States. Every one of your presidents of the countries you guys all live in has done the same thing. Take from me. I've traveled the world for 35 years. I've heard this speech in every language 100 different times, and there's nothing wrong with the president of the United States saying that. Number two, level playing field. I've been in more than 100 countries, it's not a level playing field today. And there's nothing wrong with the President of the United States standing up for a level playing field. Nothing at all. So I, I just say, you know, let's, let's, let's clarify. Uh, do I agree with everything? No. But on the big points, I think there's a chance to make the US more competitive, uh, reduce the trade deficits, and uh, get more people back to work. And there's nothing wrong
0: with So again, in a way, Trump didn't buy, didn't invent the sliced bread, right? <laughs> I mean, his, his promises have been repeated over and over mm-hmm. again by presidents all over the globe for, for decades now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, the big question mark here is uh, will he deliver on these promises in terms of uh, tax reforms, uh, um, regulation reforms, infrastructure spending? Obviously, uh, Trump has, uh, has definitely struggled to develop like a healthy relationship with uh, congress mm-hmm. and uh, looking forward obviously there is still um he remains a highly divisive and polarizing figures and the consequences of the so called uh, russia gate uh, have yet to be to to be to, to be fully uh, understood we, we mm-hmm. don't know what will happen there there is a, an ongoing investigation obviously talking about impeachment is a mm-hmm. far-fetched outcome but still there is a question mark uh, uh, there so Courtney uh, if you look forward and maybe focusing on uh, some of the major issues like the tax reforms uh, tax cuts uh, will he eventually be able to deliver what's your your assessment on on this
1: well one thing that Mr. Trump, who who's of course has no background in politics, one of the things he's quickly discovered in Washington is that it's it's not so easy to push your agenda through Congress, even a Congress that is a majority Republican.
0: And uh, how about obviously this was uh, an event, as you mentioned at the beginning, organized by the the Commerce uh, uh, Department of Commerce. Um, But did you feel any dissent at all amongst uh, foreign and uh, local investors?
1: People were very cautious there. I mean, obviously, they don't want to alienate the administration or the or their host country too much if they're foreign investor in particular, and the domestic ones also tread a line. However, even off the record, many of the companies were t- were citing the same three factors of tax and regulatory reform and infrastructure. I believe they are genuinely excited about that. Some did make a a warning or a slight caution about immigration. I mean, this is one of the factors that does concern companies if they need to access international talent and access to visas in particular for the tech industry is extremely important. So if you made a few... uh, Comments about that, uh, carefully worded statements to to focus on the long-term competitiveness. Also, that the U.S. needs to continue to invest in skills in order to keep its innovation edge. So these are things that I think companies will have their eye on for the future. Um, That is in the background of the overall quite bullish atmosphere.
0: Right. Okay, well, thank you, Courtney, for these great insights into the mood of investors as uh, Trump's economics uh, starts to to, to shape up. Okay, the the FDI podcast will be back in a few weeks with a special episode on Brexit and the future of the UK beyond the European Union membership. We have been uh, holding off this episode for a few weeks now because of the fast-changing Uh, political environment at Westminster, but uh, Theresa May seems to be finally in position to pursue her Brexit agenda. And official talks uh, in Brussels actually started on June uh, the 19th. Everybody can follow our coverage of the latest developments in the the US investment environment and uh, Brexit uh, on our website www.fdiintelligence.com. Stay tuned.